All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future, and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything else that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for me to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. All right, welcome to this week's episode of BRC and Friends. I'm really excited. I have a new friend, uh, Sarah Stonecipher Boylan, who we've met. Met friend. Yeah, which we met, you know, out of kind of this, all the things that have been going on in the world, and I uh, finally figured we should just sit down and chat. We've kind of been in groups and some other stuff, and I'll um, kind of come to an event uh, later on next year, which we'll plug, or later on this year, which we'll plug a little bit. But um, as I do, I just invite uh, friends who join us to introduce themselves. So Sarah, uh, by the way, you're Sarah with an H, which is my mother. The way they I am. That's yeah. the only correct it's the, way yeah. of spelling it. So. Of course, people without the H say that, that it's Sarah. Huh. It's true. It's, I, right. I, I, I've heard that argument many times. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us who Sarah is. Give us all the pertinent information about who you are, where you're from, all those kinds of fun things. Oh, yeah. I always forget to introduce where I'm from. Um, so my name is Sarah Stonesafer Boylan. I'm the digital missioner and manager of operations for the Lifelong Learning Department at Virginia Theological Seminary, which is an Episcopal seminary located outside of Washington, D.C. in Alexandria, Virginia. I've been um, in that role or various iterations of that role for almost four years. So I'm heading into my um, fifth year, which is a little bit amazing when I start thinking about it. Um, so I um, am Episcopalian. If it was possible that I was Episcopal in the womb, I think that that <laughs> would have actually happened. Right. Um, I'm a PK, um, priest kid, mm -hmm. um, and have been for my entire life. Um, and that, that's so funny because we call them pastors' kids. You call them priest kids. It's oh yeah, it's it, it somehow it works in whatever denomination so you are. PK funny. as that um, as that abbreviation. I don't yep. know so, somehow with that all. Yep. Um, and so I grew up in the DC area and so I very much still affiliate with all of that. Um, and so, uh, so I was, I was uh, very involved in the Episcopal church, um, beginning really in my, uh, as a high schooler, when I started working at my sort of regional body level, um, which we call a diocese. Um, working with youth ministry there. Um, and so from there, I just continued to work um, a lot at the, and volunteer at the diocese a lot, at the diocesan level a lot. Um, so I went off to college. I majored in, um, this, this is probably not the amount of detail that most people go into. Oh, it's fine. Um, Love it. Art history and cinema studies. Where did you go to school? I went to University of Maryland College Park. Okay. Awesome. So go Terps. Um, and then I also got my master's degree in library science from, from Maryland as well. Um, so I was a school librarian for six years at independent schools. So really focusing on middle and high school students um, and teachers mm -hmm. and sometimes their parents. 
Um, and throughout all of that, I was still volunteering um, at my church and then also at my diocese as well. Um, so I was on Bishop Search Committee, on Standing Committee, which is sort of like the Bishop's Advisory Board, I helped to start a camp um, through the Diocese of Washington. Um, you know, other other church nerd stuff, like yep. showing up at conventions. Um, Bruce and I were talking about it before we started recording of um, just denominational nerds. It's totally okay to be one. It is. It is. Um, and um, and then when I was hoping for a change, um, I called up my now um, boss, Lisa Kimball, and said, hey, this is where I'm thinking I want to shift more into church work um, where, you know, can you help me? Not realizing that I was essentially asking her to have a discernment conversation with me. That was not, that was not a word that was in my vocabulary before showing up to work at the seminary. Um, and um, and through uh, through the through the past um, four years, um, I've become the eFormation Learning Community Coordinator and Convener for that. Um, for tell 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 us what eFormation is. Um, eFormation um, started off as a conference and then sort of uh, continued on to expand out the roles, really focusing on digital media for ministry. Um, and, and when it was started in 2012, it really was like trying to understand how that Christian formation people could grapple with this newfound internet 2.0 thing that was happening. <laughs> it's um, not just a fad. Is that basically? It, what it is not just probably, a fad. It's probably going to stick around. Exactly. Um, and so since then, it really has been about like blending the basics of Christian formation and the not basics of Christian formation with the basics and, and advanced tools that are on the internet. So educational technology, social media, communications. Um, now I've really gotten into hardware for some reason. Like everyone keeps asking me their hardware questions, which is super fascinating. Um, and um, so, that, so that's been one of my many roles. Um, I'm also the... Um, uh, project manager and for Advent Word, um, which is um, a daily uh, meditation and visual image during the season of Advent. Um, this year it starts on November 29th, FYI. And, um, and that is an, a global um, international Advent calendar where we ask people to contribute their meditations and um, images back around that same word. Um, I say, if that's not interesting enough, um, I'm also <laughs> on the executive council of the Episcopal Church, which is the governing board or board of directors. And you are a church nerd. I told you, I told like, you, you, wow. you thought I was holding back. Um, <laughs> and so, so I'm on the executive council for the Episcopal Church, sort of like, again, board of trustees kind right. of thing for the Episcopal Church. Um, and I'm also in a doctorate program at Vanderbilt um, in leadership and learning and organization. So really focusing on how we can bring in those best practices around leadership and organizational theory into the, into the church space. <laughs> I also have a dog. <laughs> and, I have my, and, um, and I'm, and I'm located. I'm, I'm located now in um, Lafayette, Louisiana. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Are you really? Yeah, that's why I'm in Central Time. Oh, I was wondering. I was like, what? okay, oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. So the, the funny story I have of Sarah is, so when all of this COVID stuff started, you know, our, the congregation I'm serving was pretty quick into Zoom. And I think it was, a, I'm new at that church. And, yeah. you know, my, my level of, of very little anxiety about it was really helpful to the church. And I, and, you know, I don't know, Sarah, if you know kind of my background, but kind of working with our denomination and, um, uh, for good or bad, it have been, uh, you know, kind of a go-to person for a little bit. And uh, so I started to do this work around, here's what you could do. All the, and then you popped in 
And I will say that I um, appreciated kind of the way that you entered the, the conversation because I think some folks who have been connected to technology and social media and all those kind of things just can be kind of jerks and be like, well, it's about time you got here or I say, I told you so. Or, oh my God, I can't believe you don't know how to unmute yourself. Right. Uh, and, and I'm just like, well, that is not helpful. Like people are. And so when you kind of, you jumped into a Twitter feed and started interacting, it was like, this is great. This is somebody. So I, I, you know, I don't know you, but I, so I, 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 DM'd you and was like, like, it's always weird when you don't know somebody and you're like, hey. Um, and then you got back to me and you said, I'm on my honeymoon. I'm like, oh my goodness. I think I responded like, and I hope whoever is with you is giving you the side eye because. He was. What? Don't worry. <laughs> Just like, you're on your honeymoon. Really, Zoom is not that important. I promise. We were walking, we were walking through Disney. I was talking about Zoom digital worship. <laughs> so you were one of the last people to get to go to Disney then before. Yeah, somehow we like, we didn't even think of not going. Right, it wasn't um, at that point yet. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like there was wipes and, you know, hand sanitizer everywhere, but we just sort of. Yeah. It, we, were, we were just like tunnel vision, like we need, we needed to do this. <laughs> Better then than now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you might catch a little flack. We're going to Disney because we don't care. <laughs> what is your area like these days? At, uh, so California, mm-hmm. we just extended one more month of shelter in place. What, what's uh, Louisiana doing? Um, yeah, we're doing something a little different. <laughs> um, so um, I'm, I'm located in Lafayette, which is a, a suburb of Baton Rouge. Right. So a little bit off the beaten path of where um, everything exploded in New Orleans. And Co- so- college town, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where um, University of Louisiana is. Okay. And so um, uh, they they are like reopening some retail um, wow. and, and starting with, with very certain measures. Let sure. me put that asterisk on it yeah. of 25% capacity that there has to be proper wipe down measures after, um, after a checkout. Um, um, but they're also opening up restaurants for um, outside patio seating. Um, so ve- very different. Very different yeah. here. I mean, that's um, that's going to be interesting. So, is that has that been opening or is that starting up? That's this, starting uh, on Friday. Oh, okay, it'll be interesting to see, and this will lead us into some of our conversations. You know, whether people will come back. I think mm-hmm. that's the question. Right? They can open, and I'm sure some are going to because they're just going to do it. But right. you know, I, in our area, we as, things will loosen probably in two or three weeks. There may be a few things, right? But you know, we, we're not in any hurry to go sit down in a restaurant. I, I'm not, I'm probably not going back for a while. We'll order takeout. We'll support, but why? Yeah, there, there are some things that I am still incredibly wary of and it, um, and I think it just has to do with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about their health. Yep. Um, and if I am a, a, an asymptomatic carrier. I also don't know about their health. And yep. so I would feel incredibly guilty if I um, infected somebody. So yep. it's, it's a complicated. It, I mean, that whole idea of this is like, it's not about 
us as individuals. Like, I think that just first, that's the thing that frustrates, frustrates me the most through all these conversations that folks are just, they're making it about themselves and it's, and it's just not. And, oh my goodness. I, I will say I'm glad to be living in California right now where like this super bubble. You were on super lockdown. Early. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, it's struggling. It's, you know, all those kind of things, but our, our government and our municipalities are leading. I mean, they're, mm. for the most part, people are, are behaving. It's, it's, we've had this warm heat wave ish thing. Uh, yeah, that's right. Where everybody ended up at the beaches. Yeah. And that, that part was like, uh, but you know, uh, yeah, anyway, all right, so yeah, it, was, it was interesting, like right at the beginning, because I was in Louisiana and we came back and there was one Sunday where we were still in in the service in yeah. the church. But then in D.C. and in Virginia, everything had already shut down. Yeah. And so I was like living this weird. Yeah. Like dual understanding life about what was going on and what was in, in two very different places. Right. Um, and so that that was that was really tough um yeah. to like have people in louisiana saying like well we're gonna do this as long as we can and you know the dc area of like no we've already shut and we know that we're going to be shut for you know whatever the yeah. numbers were when they started for yeah um and so that was that was a very like interesting right because like, you're living it i mean you're seeing how other people are reacting and then watching and then well, that was the struggle for our church. I mean, we were pretty early. We were very early before the shelter in place um, orders were um, put out. We, our church shut, so we uh, we had a few folks who did the whole. You know, isn't it just the flu? And we had a few folks like, can't we just do one more Sunday? And I'm so proud of our session and and that that there were a couple that said, you know, the the principle is the principle, right? If we don't want to participate in helping to spread this, we don't want to participate in helping to spread it, and so we're gonna um, do this. And it, and it goes back to, and I had, and this is, this is not telling tales on anyone yeah. in particular, but yeah. like across the nation, I had all of my colleagues say, you know, we kept on offering services and the people who were showing up were the exact people who we were trying to protect yep. of that. You know, it was the people who had, you know, who are older, who have immune system issues. And yep. if the doors are open, they should They're going to be there. Yeah. Like, that's, that's their, that's their attitude. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that was not the point. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're now, uh, our seniors are telling us they're not going to come back. I mean, I, in some ways I'm going to take it as a, as a credit to what our staff and we have been able to do with our zoom service is that like, this is great. I, we're, we're good here. Yeah, like, until we know that we're not going to get sick. Why would we come back? And I'm like, yeah, I, that's, so what, so what is this? A lot, so it's, of, it's, a lot it's, of people are waiting for a vaccine and yeah. then they'll feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be after the second spike. Yeah. And exactly. That's going to, I'm, I'm trying to get us to stop talking about like during like this, just to use the word during, because it, it, it makes it feel like there's an end. Like when, when folks are like, well, let's just do it during this time. I'm like this time during is till Easter. Like what, what are we, really right. talking about um so let me ask you so um uh let's let's start with uh just as you've been watching and talking with people and you're in a variety of groups and you know and all that kind of stuff um what were the what are the things that uh, at the beginning um do you think folks were most worried about that they ended up kind of not needing to worry about like what were some of the things you were hearing just in terms of people kind of just i think really anxious about this um 
online kind of thing and that they ended up working through. I want to kind of like, what are, what are the good stories or the, the well, like a wonderfully like positive question. Thank you for that. <laughs> How do um, people suck? Why are we awful? <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause I think people have been amazing. Like, yeah. And, and so what, what have you, like, what have you been like, see, I told you, or like oh my gosh, yeah. everybody rallied. So I think like there was that of like, there was that like, we're going to make it through Lent. We're going to make it through Lent. The Triduum will be weird and crazy, but like we'll make it to Easter and we are Easter people. So we're going to focus on the joy that we are being, that we are found in community and being together, even though it's, you know, faces on a screen rather than, you know, hugs and high fives during the piece. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I've been, I've been really impressed with that, of that people were like, okay, well, we really have to figure this out. So let's figure it out. Um, And then I'm actually seeing more hope in the Easter season because people aren't just focusing on getting through to Easter like it really is okay well let's settle in let's get a routine let's figure this out let's we're gonna make the we're gonna make the best of it in all sorts of different worlds um and then start experimenting even more because now we have that baseline of comfort so now they're like oh Okay, we can actually let's, do stuff. Let's try this on top yeah. of it. And so like I'm like, oh, this is so great. Like, <laughs> like this is this is where I expected everybody to be, but everyone was just like, I just need to make it through yeah. And, yeah. and figure out what we can offer our people, whether it's morning prayer or whether it's um, you know, spiritual communion. Right. Well, then we saw though all I mean, I, I know I I did it myself. I watched colleagues with it so much over functioning. Oh, yeah. It just like, I, and, and I think part of me having some experience with this is I'm like, I'm keeping it way simple, y'all. I mm-hmm. don't, I ch- you know, and I'm not, I have not been the person to tell people to, to try to scale back. That's not been my role yeah. just in general, but now I'm like, just like, just scale back, just. Yeah. And it's, and it's a huge comparison issue. Like not everybody. Oh, yeah. St. John the Divine, Trinity, Wall Street, National Cathedral, where they, they've just been streaming their services yep, exactly. for forever. Yeah. And so for them to have like, you know, the, the little pastor in the little town, yeah. like leading morning prayer on Zoom, like you can't, that's, that's. Well, no, and they're like, you know, we want to, like, we want to. Rec- watermelons, like that's not, like, yeah, that's we want to record, we want to do all these things. I'm like, why don't you just talk yeah. show some, I was always like the fewer times you have to like switch things the less chance you have a mess in any and then build on it and build on it and build on it but I could just see people like well I tried to do all these things I'm like well just stop trying to do all this and, and, and I think part of it is because I think folks were so worried that their communities were going to hold them accountable somehow <laughs> and I'm just like the grace if anything is so much more extended right now because nobody is going to blame you for not being able to, you know, do one of those fancy videos where everybody looks like they're singing at the same time. I have to keep telling people, I'm like, that is not Zoom. That is highly produced and edited. Stop asking for that. Like, um, that's what, like, Britney Spears uses, like, a click track. Like, let's, let's like, be very realistic about what yeah. we're comparing ourselves Like, you, you're not, you can't do that. You just can't do that. So yeah, I also I also think um, there it, what I've seen in this new Easter season, and I don't know if you've been witnessing this, Bruce, is that um, people are actually rec- people, meaning the parish leaders, right. are recognizing like, 
oh, we need to bring more people in yes. yeah. to make this viable and vibrant. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is a huge sigh of relief, at least for me, who I'm like, you know, staring at it, like you can't do all yeah, this. Is, this is not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there is a lot of that for me in particular, one, I have huge control needs. That, so I just acknowledge that to my staff and everyone. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to run it. So that's just the way it's going to be. And I, hopefully yeah. you at least give yourself at least like one or two co-hosts. Justin. We, we, oh, I always, yes, exactly. Wrong. No, I, but I have, I'm like, I get the mute button. Like that's, my, that's mine. So like, so this past Sunday I was gone and our guest, uh, uh, person who was kind of doing it all was so good uh and it definitely had one of those experiences like he thought everything went wrong but people watching yeah. like this is great great you yeah. you're awesome but he's like so bruce i did let the co-host control the mute button i'm like well that ain't not happening quite yet oh. i will <laughs> that's totally fine I will. Co-host had the experience for a for a yeah. second. For a second, exactly. For a like, liturgical get, second. Of like, don't get used to that. it. Don't get used to it. I still want the. Uh, okay, y'all can stop talking. It. Uh, but yeah, but I think there is this kind of needing to almost um, figure out what does this look long term because we're in this for a long time. That um, you know, and I think the streaming people you know, they're going to be okay to some extent because that can just continue to do that. I have a lot of friends that are also spending a lot of time recording and producing and all that and then just posting it, which seems exhausting to me, but it, they that's one thing they, they like doing. It's different levels. Like yeah. doing it in person, if doing it live, if in person, right. yeah. um, like makes you really anxious. So that's too many things to attempt to yeah. try and navigate. And that's, and that's when I'm saying, well, you need to, you know, let somebody else share screens so that yeah. you're not trying to mute people and give a sermon and navigate like slides um, of of just like of, like if that's if that's too much, that's when people are sort of flip flopping and letting their control come in through that video editing process. So yeah, that way they can make sure that that is the best quality. You're you're so, you're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. <laughs> I'm like, like, this is this is like the really positive, helpful, <laughs> not snarky, Sarah. Um, well, we'll break that down soon. We're gonna get to that that part because I have some colleagues and they're like, oh, I'm spending all day Friday recording. I'm like, well, why are you doing that? <laughs> and, it, and it's like it is two very different approaches. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's it's hard to know which one is right. Well, and not and I and I'm fully aware. Like, not everybody, you know. I, what I've kind of come to it is at the end of the day, we're just leading people in worship right. and you're having to figure out what your strength is. So I'm a preacher that doesn't use any notes and I walk around and I can, and I do all that. And oh. I, I will, I will only be able to do that until my mental capacity is able to continue to do that. Right. And I have friends that are manuscript preachers who are going to be far better preachers for a longer term because they are used to thinking about what they're saying beforehand. So they have all of those files. Just they do. Cool. They do. And I have people like, like can, three years. <laughs> can you print, can you print your sermon? I'm like, have you ever heard me preach? I'm like, no. Cause one, I'm so contextual that you wouldn't make any sense. And two, I like, I'm, it's not that I don't study and know what I'm going to, like, I got my areas, but like, how am I going to get there? Like, that's not going to make any that's sense. That's on a paper. windy road. Yeah. I'm like, if you're on the journey with me, great. That's during the time. But I have friends who are very much like they're still, they're very manuscript. 
they record it and then they just run it. But the interesting thing is, I'm interested to hear what you think. So having a conversation with a friend, I said, so when are people watching the recording service? Because they're posting it on Friday night. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, so are people watching it? So it's full recorded, right? But are they, um, but are they doing a premiere on no, Sunday? No, no, I think that's, they're doing- that's, no, they're not. No, there's no, he's basically, and I think this is where I think I bet a bunch of folks are, because you start getting into that premiere stuff and really playing with the technical parts of YouTube and it gets a little bit funky for people. Right. But, um, I, so no, they're recording it on Thursday and then they just post it on Friday and tell people to go ahead and watch. So I'm, I asked him, so do you know, and I can't remember if the Facebook analytics tell you when people watch it. Um, but, you know, anecdotally, I'm like, so when are people, and they're like, oh, people watch it all the time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, so. Interesting. When I you come. I've that in my various circles. Oh, yeah, no. There's well, a, people I have the privilege and honor of like serving on the board of Morelite morning, Presbyterians. MLP is an organization with the mission to work for the full like participation of LGBTQIA plus people in the life, ministry, and witness of the Presbyterian Church USA and in society. One aspect of our work is to honor people's gender identity and preferred pronouns and to encourage and help others to do the same. We do this in a variety of ways, but one of our most successful has been creating swag such as pins, stickers, and t-shirts that are visible symbols and sayings that honor the beauty of our gender identities. If you'd like to get your MLP swag, they are offering a special discount for listeners of BRC and Friends. So just go over to mlp.org backslash shop and use the code BRC at checkout to get 50% off your entire purchase of anything in the store except for patches and stoles. Again, get your more light Presbyterian swag at mlp.org backslash shop and use the code BRC for 15% off. Or our pets or our children love routine. And so I would think like that's a routine for those preachers of recording all day Thursday, editing all day Friday, posting, it's gone and with God, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. But for me as a a worship attendee, I would find that to be really off-putting. Like that would, that would mess with my, my worship. What you do now. Yeah. Of like, but I, but I typically do worship on Sunday mornings. Um, so like I would, I would find that very bizarre yeah. um, to like be like, oh yeah, no, it's like Saturday at noon. I'm going to go worship. Right. But it'd be interesting because they're not doing any interaction. Like they're not trying to, they're not even trying to get people to interact right. no prior requests on any of that. So, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking though, okay, what comes back and folks are like, oh, now I don't have conflicts with soccer or other things on Sunday mornings. If I know the the service to give me on at Saturday, I, I can still watch. I mean, I, it, I think this is opening up scarily um, just folks deciding what their worship routine and habits and things are going to be like our, so our church, for instance, we have um, like many uh, have more people online than we do in person. And ours are fairly legit. We, we worship between 80 and a hundred on Sundays normally. And we get about, 80 to 100 logged in now. So with all the which, people which that are... probably even more because of... Yeah, the with all the people. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly. always one thing that I forget about. I'm like, oh yeah, there were 60 people there. But then... Yeah. Like, yeah, but there There's were like... Probably 25 more. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, we're, we're like, we're easily above where we were before yeah. with... But what we've noticed is 
Um, families, intergenerational families are worshiping together now for the first time ever. Pretty um, cool. We've brought people who, who moved away and maybe didn't find a church yet or, or ours is a fairly unique theological space. And so I think folks are yeah. kind of wanting that. So I'm making, I'm making the argument for us, even when our sanctuary opens, whatever that's going to look like, mm-hmm. that we continue to have some kind of hybrid. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When you have a problem, Box 12 gets you answers. The violence continues. When crime hits too close to home, we want to make sure your voice is heard. We're listening and ready to confront your problems head on. How can Box 12 help you? Tell us at kptv.com. Zoom experience. That's that's really Zoom. And now we're not streaming. We're going to, so I I have, um, you want to plug the event that I'm going to talk at? I would be happy to do this for you, Bruce, and for me. Um, So as part of my E-Formation convening uh, roles is that this is actually the fourth year we're going to do an all-day, all-online conference. Um, And so it is E-Formation conference happening on June 3rd. It starts, unfortunately, for West Coast people at 9.30. Very early. (laughs) We start with prayer. That's why why we start so early. We have three opportunities to worship throughout the day. Um, And we're going to have eight amazing presenters who are each presenting for um, about a half hour each. And then we also have two sort of community gatherings as well. So we'll be, so you'll be able to hear and listen and respond to the presenters, including Bruce, um, and then also have opportunities to connect with other digital leaders or those who are entering into the digital space. And I'll make sure I put the registration link in the yeah. show notes. Uh, and I'm going to do mine on hybrid, hybridizing worship because we're really thinking about, like I have this vision of this DJ station set up in the middle of the front of the sanctuary where it's a laptop. So I'm kind of doing the thing and still being able to zoom. And I, I probably will have to give up muting control. I, I realize that you, I may, you will. I, I may have to like, just give that, but I'm just like this. And now, you know, the great part about this is people are like, Oh, okay. Right. I mean, cause, but you know, so three months ago, people are like, what the hell are you doing? What, what's going on? But this there again, not, not a silver lining, but just this things that are kind of being birthed out of this difficult time are folks willingness to be like, Oh, okay. Right. And I think like, I, I mean, the, the meme about like, you know, I didn't know I was going to become a televangelist or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainline Protestant. Like I'm, I'm done with that. Like I'm yeah, really yeah, yeah. hearing about it. <laughs> um, but, but I think like, like th- there is a reason why all of those ministries worked so well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And now, it, now we don't have to convince people right. that these are important things to do. On it, the people who are there, as well as having that connection yep. with those who are you know, on the other side of the country and watching. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm really looking forward to some kind of conversations we're gonna have. All right, let's take a break real quick, and then we're gonna come back and talk a few more things. Okay. May is my birthday month. I turned 51 this year, and I normally don't celebrate a whole month for my birthday, but this year is a little different. 
One of my favorite stores is a local independent bookstore called Reach and Teach. They focus on books and gifts that uh, inspire peace, hope, justice, and love. And as we know, during COVID-19 and all of the ways in which we are no longer to, uh, able to be out and about, we need to support local and independent business. So what I'm asking for my birthday this year is for folks to go to reachandteach.com and use the code BRC51. And for the month of May, they have agreed to give 15% off of your purchase. So I invite you to celebrate my birthday by sending a gift, a book, uh, a craft, a toy to someone you love. Um, so many folks are struggling during this time. This is a moment to support a local business as well as to share a little love, hope, peace, and justice in the world. Again, go to reachandteach.com and use code BRC51 for 15% off of your purchase. And we're back. So glad to, we're, I'm still in my conversation with Sarah and uh, very excited. So, um, I mean, I don't know if, because technology is a medium through which we exist, I don't know if there's like, we ever just like, are segmented so much as like this is this and now we can't talk about this but what let me ask just um you know i as i talk with people about this i don't lift up the technology component very often i'm like we're just being church that happens to happen in a different place like in uh that we're just we're being the community we've always said we were like we've never Mm -hmm. thought we were a community bound by our walls and while we didn't always act like that, now we are. We're like, the, 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 the table has expanded to the ways we've been talking about it is. But how, how have you heard people talking about or, or really bringing it beyond just the tactics, but really thinking theologically, socially, communally about life, congregational life and, and communities of faith? Um, we talked earlier about comparison. And so I think a lot of people are still comparing Um, And when I am consulting with people, you know, if it's my own colleagues at the seminary or at a parish or at a diocese, um, I always try to say, focus on what your community does well Mm -hmm. and then bring that into a different space um, of really, of really trying to capture, like, you know, Bruce, you were saying that like, you're, you know, you have a very unique type of Christian community that isn't found in a lot of places. So obviously you're bringing that online. And so, you know, if if people have signature programs or if people have um, things that they do really well, then I'm like, then bring that in, like make it authentic to your community and make certain that people, people identify with it. That even though, you know, you may not see the walls of the building, but you can still feel the Holy Spirit that is present within it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's, that's been, that's been really, really important um, when I've been talking with people of making sure that it is authentic to the communities that are still. I've found that that people are, it's not hard to convince people of that as they're getting more bored. (laughs) Right. I I just feel like I'm like, all right, let's keep, let's like the excitement of being online. It's like, Oh, okay. Now we've done it. And now I'm like, okay, let's get, let's get back to the work of doing, being church. Right. Yeah, and I think folks are like, okay, and I'm almost sometimes I'm like, all right, calm down, y'all. Like, I still have, like, so the church I'm at has super. I call them kind of like they're just pain in the ass justice people, which oh. I love. You You're know, so blessed. I, I really, I mean, I just, I it is so awesome 
But then there are times like, oh my God, y'all are exhausting because they just want to, like, we got to keep. And I'm like, yes, we do. Yeah. I mean, it's especially yeah. during this time where like all of these inequities um, yeah. that were always there are suddenly in a, in, a, in a good and righteous way, like being magnified yeah. um, of that it is so clear yeah. um, that we do need to go out there and yeah. just some uh, systemic racism. Well, it, it's just like, it, I do, I've had these moments where I'm like, oh man, I just made this, I helped to make this community really comfortable with this pretty quick. Like they're like, okay, we got it. Let's go. Right, like, checking that box. Can you like struggle just a little bit more? Can you tell me a little bit more how awesome I am? Or just, let's just be there for a little bit. But no, they want to do, they get, get on the work of the church, which is great. Right. I think it's, it's great. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, did you all have conversations or debates, controversy, about communion? I knew that this was where this was headed. Um, so the um, presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church, also known as the Royal Wedding Preacher. Yes, um, yes, Story, yep. Um, he sent out a pastoral letter um, to all bishops' dioceses to the entire church and said that is, that's not something that our constitutions and canons um, provide for. And that's, and, and still, yep. yeah, are yeah. folks doing so, it anyway? Um, so we do have spiritual communion. That's the option. Um, but I also have witnessed um, people like, so like the, um, like the National Cathedral is still doing communion. They're still blessing communion during the, during the Eucharistic feast. Um, like I've, I've seen people with their cups of wine and their little um, plate of pita and are like, it's time for I'm communion. Not doing it. I know, I know that part of it is like, what are they going to do? Like, that's not real. Exactly. And it is, <laughs> it is, it is people of, um, of varying theological, theological spectrum that I, that I, careful. Um, it's, it, it is the world that I live in. And so, um, and so like, I, I've, I've, I've seen it happen on my social media feed. I'm not going to name them because I don't want them to no, get. I can't. I, I don't can't. want them to get in, put into Episcopal jail. I don't know what what would happen. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what would happen. Well, um, it's, it's interesting because I know that the, that some you know, I can some friends who are Lutheran. Early on, their bishop was like, "No, don't do it." Yeah. And, and I had one friend who said, "That's what that's what I get for asking," because they weren't going to put out any statements, and all of a sudden they found out people were going to start celebrating communion. Now, theologically, the Lutherans have a very different understanding of communion. So I could get why maybe they're going to, um, but you know, I, in some ways I'm like, I'm, we're just going to do it. Like I, it was, it was interesting. So I just like, we're just having communion. Like I've just, we're, that's what we're going to do. Right, you, and, just, you, um, did, you didn't even blink an eye. No, I didn't do anything. I mean, and I have some, I have, I, there's certainly privilege and lecture in the positions I've held in our denomination that, that allow me to do that. So if I were, but it's so our first thing though came out from our, our court, kind of our, our courthouse um, was no, you wait until you get back together. And this is a good friend of mine. Like it's somebody that I'm like, come on, man. Like, and uh, so folks are like, Bruce, are you still going to do it? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to be brought up on charges over communion. Um, it would have never got that far, but at the same time, I'm like, seriously, come on. I, this is, yeah, and and so we just kept, and then they changed. Maybe two weeks later was okay. We've okay. We, we've rethought this, and it is extraordinary. We use all the time extraordinary times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that you can do it. I love that. I love that. Yeah, but it's but it's interesting. I've seen some weddings, um, which folks I think folks are like that's not a big deal, um, not a sacrament for us. Um, but baptisms will be interesting. Yes. Uh, I, I do know of a, um, and I actually I had this great idea for baptism. I don't know if it'll, it'll fly. Is that the clergy person says the words, uh, the ordained person says the words as the family, the right. people are are doing the water over the child. Like, I can just watch this imagery of siblings. Kind of, like, do you like a baptism to go kit and like send, you know, give them like, a, no, like that's probably too much. Like holy water, like give them like a little like, um, like holy water um, vial and like a little um, thing of oil. No, we don't, we're, that's not a big thing for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ours just comes with more stuff attached. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. Ours is like, just make sure that we're sure the water's not cold. It's true. That is very important. Yeah. So, but I was just like, oh, this is, so I know one's going to happen probably in the next few weeks at a church where the, the clergy person, I'm like, so are you going to record that? <laughs> so you're going to have to report back. I want to see how, cause I just, how amazing would that be? Like it, it covers by the court, like the ordained person saying the words enough. Like if we're okay in communion, why shouldn't we be able, because I still do the words of institution and I do all the things. Why wouldn't that work for baptism? So I'm going to be fascinated to see if, if that. Um, yeah, and we, and we also have in the Episcopal church, we have a provision for um, a baptism in extraordinary circumstances yeah. of that a lay person could baptize, you know, yeah. if, if there, if there, oh, okay. was, if there was an issue, like if there was um, a baby who was about to die or right. was, stillborn like like you or a person who's about to die who wanted to be baptized and express that like a lay person could do that right um you know like i think please no i did not attend a liturgist class yet but like <laughs> you know it could be whatever water was available right um you know it could be spit you know there's lots there's lots of different options that's the quote i'm going to put in the in the show thank you let's ba I'm, I'm just i'm just getting into trouble and also ba baptism it could be spit <laughs> It also could be a good band name. It could be oh, spit. That's that's good. I like yeah. that. Or a podcast. Um, but yeah, so I think like there again, extraordinary circumstances applies yeah. to a lot of what we are currently in the middle of. Right. Um, and and you know, as as we've been talking about, there's there's no other side yet. Yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> that, that's the in, sight. in my organizational kind of mind, I'm like, I we can't be captive to these month to month, week to week things. Like we gotta think about what's happening so we can plan to make make it seem as easy as we've made it seem in some ways because we prepared and we planned. Well, let me ask you, um, what are what are your greatest um, hopes for the future during this COVID new kind of world? Um, and what are the things you are, are more, not necessarily anxious about, but just what are some of the cautions you would have for folks as we enter into these next months and maybe year kind of living differently together? One, one never knows. Mm -hmm. um, well, at some point, we'll listen back to this podcast and go, oh, oh it was fun. You were so naive, <laughs> um, which is what I feel like I've been doing for the past two months. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so it was it was a quick it was a quick turnaround on that for me. Um, I have definitely seen a lot of hope um, of people learning new technologies. You know, whether they're eighty five and calling into worship, or mm -hmm. if it's um, you know people figuring out which which way their phone goes. Yeah. 
and how to record. Um, so that to me is really hopeful and I hope that everybody continues to flex those muscles and to make them stronger um, even as we perhaps one day head into our buildings um, and recognizing that um, that you know things that are in person can also be transmitted in order to make certain that we have as broad of an audience and as inclusive as possible mm -hmm. um so that to me is that's giving that's giving me hope um and something that more people start to recognize and say out loud um whether it's to their you know their governing boards or to their seminaries or um or you know just to their vestries of, or to their christian formation people of saying like this is something that we really need to focus on and this is the way that we can um, really deepen um, the, the spiritual growth of our people, of making certain that we have these things that are accessible and meeting people where they are. Right. Great. Um, what so worries you? Hope. Um, my worry is that everyone will be so excited to get back into their buildings that they will forget everything that I just said. <laughs> Zoom is stupid. We're going to go back and worship. <laughs> yeah, I... I you know, it will be interesting again. I, you know, I think I, I'm pretty confident our community out here by how we've behaved so far, that's not going to happen. I, I, I do really think that our folks are, um, the, the longer we can flatten the curve, they're going to be fine again. And it, we come from a, a, a place that can afford to do it. I mean, I think there's some privilege and luxury and all that, but I do think there's going to be some folks that as soon as that those, those doors open, we're running back in. That's that sense of relief. Oh, I don't have to worry yeah. about my microphone levels anymore. Or yeah. you know, teaching Aunt Sally to get on Zoom. Yeah. That will that will yeah. be a thing of the past. Yeah. And so I think um, I think my that's that's that is my fear um, of that you know the. Uh, the Israelites remembered their time in the desert. So like, we need to remember this yep. time as well and, yep. and incorporate it into, um, into our, into our bodies and into our worship and into our stories. Um, and then into our communities and sort of how we interact, um, with each other and how we appreciate each other and how we appreciate our communities. Yep. And faith. That's a good way to, to end our, and uh, this part. So as I do with everybody, when they come on this, I ask three questions. What are you listening to? What are you reading? And what are you watching? So uh, what are you reading these days? And again, <laughs> as I told you before, like we, it has gone from highbrow to just trashy. Like, so in all of these, so go for it. Um, so reading, I'm actually not because I'm on hiatus from my doctoral program. So I'm taking like a nice, like, I'm not, I'm not needing to absorb any crazy research articles right now. So I'm taking a hiatus for which I'm incredibly grateful. Oh, good. Um, but I have done a lot of, um, I've, I've downloaded Apple news on my uh -huh. phone. Um, and so with that, I've gotten a lot more long form articles. Okay. Um, so I really, I really do appreciate that medium a lot. Um, okay. So I'm appreciative for that, like okay. Vanity Fair or the Atlantic. You know, Good stuff. Important, important stuff. Yeah. So, what are you um, listening to? Listening to, um, I am definitely a podcast kind of lady, okay. um, and I love the morning prayer podcast from Forward Movement. So, just the Daily Office, the Episcopal Daily. You are Office. such a much better person than I am. Oh, but <laughs> I think just just you wait, Bruce Reyes, child. Um, then I also love Pop Culture Happy Hour. Um, that's okay. one of my favorite ones. I what's great about it is that one of my best friends also listens to it. So then that way she she and I can be like, what 
were you going to go see that movie? <laughs> so, so we have that like commonality. Um, I also made a really amazing playlist um, uh, based off of community contributions about what um, church sounds like, of what music makes you think about church and uh, sort of evokes that church community. Um, because a lot of people love Crowded Table by the High Women. I don't yep. know if you've yep. listened to that one yet. Um, and so so I heard a song um, by, it was a Zach Brown band cover of um, the great, a Greatest Showman song. Oh. And I was like, oh. oh no, this is what church sounds like to me. Oh. Um, and so from that, is, I made this amazing playlist. Is that a Spotify playlist? It's a Spotify playlist. Well, I'll, you, I'll, I'll link it to you. So yeah, send me the I'll link and I'll it. add it. Yep. And it's um, public, public and we can all follow it. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that's, um, that's another thing that I'm listening to. Um, and it's, it is really amazing because it's, you know, everything. It's High Women and then Lyle Lovett and then Bruce Springsteen. Like there's a nice little like spectrum going on. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> all right. What's the, what's the, what's the uh, podcast you listen to that's your guilty pleasure? Or do you have them? Um, I do. I like, um, I have guilty pleasure, everything. Um, I, um, I love, um, there, there is this one podcast that I listened to that I'm actually thinking about going back and re-listening to about Charlie Manson. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, it was, it was so great. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was so great. I took, I used to, I listened to, uh, My Favorite Murder for many, many years, which is a great. Into it. It just, it, it, you couldn't get into it. Mm-mm. No, yeah. So I went anyway, I, I watched and then I just I gave up my kind of true crime time and I just was like, okay, I gotta and then I started listening back and I'm listening to now they did one on, you know, the tiger guy, whatever his name is. Um yeah. so the podcast on it, it's really good. Oh, um, oh, because it was that long form article. That yeah, was like, yeah, okay. yeah. And then uh I just started listening to uh it's I don't know if it's undiscovered or not, but they're doing the one on the branch divinians. Uh, which was, yeah, which was really interesting and fascinating to kind of get, get all that. Um, yeah. I've listened to like all sorts of like cult podcasts. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm just, yes. I, I, I try to walk five miles every day. Uh, in you the definitely morning. need some podcasts. I, yeah, I do. I, I call somebody and I walk um, and it's really, I tell people it's not cause I'm an exercise person. It's so I can eat like crap the rest of the day. And it just makes me feel like I can justifiably eat my potato chips and I'm okay. Uh, what are you watching um so i love trashy reality tv okay which ones are you watching um so 90 day fiance is oh my, my goodness favorite. oh oh bruce you were not you were not even prepared for this <laughs> i really did not let on um and below deck is one of my new favorites i don't not even heard of that one is there a ship involved yes are they staff Yes, um, it is on luxury super yachts. Okay. And it is the staff who are, you know, the steward team or the deck team. Um, and sort of, it is about their interactions with the guests, but then it is, and the crazy, crazy things that the guests want. Um, but then it is also the interactions with each other, of course. Um, and so, especially like in this time of where, um, where I'm getting a lot of requests, what I've come to realize is that like, I love just sitting back and watching and recognizing that there's absolutely nothing I can do that, oh, yeah. that is already played out, that that is life and I'm just here enjoying it. And, and your life is not nearly as crazy. Maybe it is, but probably not. No, probably, <laughs> probably not. It does not involve weird meal marketing or, you know, a yeah. phone party. <laughs> 
my uh, we uh, I have one of my kids who's home. We have three, and two of them are, are home during this time. And mm-hmm. one's a huge like reality first reality TV. So they're bachelorettes, and they they oh, watch okay. they watch with their friends, and and then we watched the circle with her. Which oh, was yep, weird, I watched the circle. Which was I uh, it was, but it's like it was, you know, it was a little too much for you. Yeah, I, well, but of course I watched the freaking whole thing, right? But I'm like, oh my, this is what this is what. And, but of course we're like, oh, I know <laughs> what's going to happen now. She's my favorite. I hope they get there. Yeah. So. so I, so that's, that's, that has been one of my reality TV has been an escape for at least like a dozen years for me. So did you, um, are you into that one where they don't meet each other? Yeah, I have not seen that one. I don't, that one's um, love is blind. Love is blind. Yes. Yeah. Cause a lot yeah. of people are way into that one now. So I, um, I'm also, you're going to laugh, but I'm like, I'm also sort of a hipster when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like too many people are talking about it. Then I'm like, I'm going to not do that. I had some oppositional viewing behavior. I got that. I get that. Doctor Who, I'm like, I'm not watching that. It's a lot. Yeah. Everybody's watching. I'm not going to watch it. It took me forever to get My thing was like, I got into it because there's an Agatha Christie episode and I love Agatha Christie. And, but this was again, 12 years ago. Um, But then as it got more popular and as doctors changed, I was like, oh no, I'm done now. (laughs) That was, that was a thing that I, that I did and I don't currently. I, I do get mad at myself when I, I behave oppositionally and then I'm like, oh, why did I wait? I Game of Thrones. I guess I'm not going with that. And then finally we've finally got HBO and I'm like, this is freaking awesome. Like this is Yeah. So, so I read yeah. I read the first book before oh my goodness. the series came out. And that was that was a book where I actually had to read every yeah. word. Yeah. Sentence, or else like I would, you know, skim read, which is what I typically do. Um, good librarian habits, obviously. Right. And, um, but then I would like skim too much and I would have to go back 10 pages because yeah. I'd be like, they introduced five new characters and I have no idea who they are. I had no delusions about reading that book. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. Everybody, everybody knows their gifts. That would not have been, I, yeah, I, I would, I heard early on, you have to really pay attention. I'm like, oh, well then clearly I can't read that. Yeah, that's why they have like the little like character trees <laughs> of like which houses are happening. Um, just like, but I mean that's the same thing with plays too. Is that they have like the list. Yep. Of the <laughs> so there's an advantage to it. That is true. I am I am a victim of my own um, attention span generation. I think I'm like I can't I I can't. It's it's too much. But thank you for being. Thank you for hanging out with me Hi. today. Yeah, glad we could do this. Um, uh, again, folks, I will uh, post a bunch of stuff in the show notes, both on YouTube and uh, on the podcast. You can download and listen and leave a review and all the places. Or tell me how much you also love Below Deck. That would be That's really fun too. I, I would really Lord, appreciate I hope that. my child does not get into that because then I'm going to have to watch it. It's That's what's going to happen. Um, I'll go ahead and message them on Instagram. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Um, I would also love to do this with you, Bruce, in like three months when we're like yeah. different level of this current state and just like do like, like yeah. check-ins. Yeah. Um, because your com- your um, Monday conversation was the first one that I was in with the corona, corona tide. Yeah. Um, and then to have this um, just about two months later, like is a nice. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. 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 All right. 
thank you very much for uh, being on and uh, thank your husband for patience, I guess. During yeah, I'm, I'm not going to live that down. Apparently at, I have at, like a face when I'm like tweeting very serious churchy things. Apparently I have like faces like attached to like when I'm like. I, I, let me just put out there for everybody. You should not ever ha live that down because yeah, that's. I definitely learned my lesson. <laughs> Did you though? I mean, probably not. Probably not. I mean, it's not like you get to go on another one. I mean, it, it, but all right. Thank you for being. We uh, have a great week, and uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you uh, next time. Thank you. BRC and Friends was produced, written, recorded, and edited by Bruce Reyes Chow with zero help from his dog Vespa. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please follow, like, tag, and share on all the platforms via B-R-C-A-N-D-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. Thanks for listening to BRC and Friends. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. When you have a problem, Fox 12 gets you answers. The violence continues. When crime hits too close to home, we want to make sure your voice is heard. We're listening and ready to confront your problems head on. How can Fox 12 help you? Tell us at kptv.com.